here's the thing, man. We know we know this game. Like there's there's you know, unfortunately, fortunately, we consider it family, but there's black trainers everywhere, man. We talk to each other. We get through some things together, man. So I'm gonna give it back. I'm gonna be like, listen, man, let's come to the table. Let's figure out something that's gonna take care of everybody, man. Don't make this a CrossFit thing, man. Make this something for the community. Make this beautiful, man. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barband.com. Today, I'm talking to Sin Martinez, who owns and operates the fitness and lifestyle clothing brand Afro Brutality. Sin also owned and coached at CrossFit Harlem from 2009 to 2014. Our conversation revolves around the controversy surrounding Greg Glassman and CrossFit HQ's stance, or in some cases silence, on race relations and inclusivity. Sin was an early adopter of CrossFit methodology on the East Coast, and he also built relationships with Glassman and his team over the years, including some possible initiatives to expand CrossFit's reach within the Black community. Sin gives his perspective on the opportunities that could have been and what he thinks fell through along the way. I've known Sin for around seven years, and he's always been very transparent and outspoken in his views. In this conversation, recorded just a day before it was announced that Glassman would be stepping down as CrossFit CEO, we cover some topics and perspectives that may be controversial in the fitness space, and the podcast does include language that could make some uncomfortable. I do want to take a second to say we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast, so if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbend podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to it. Sin Martinez, thanks for joining us. We go way back in the fitness and CrossFit community, and I have had a lot of exposure to the different hats you've worn, like literally hats you've worn in the fitness space. But get, just to give folks some context, when did you first discover CrossFit? Because you go way, way, way back with that organization. Yeah, um, I was a 2007 guy. Um, I heard some guys talking about it. And uh, I just went right to the Google piece, right? You know, and I Googled it. The only thing I could remember was the Jim Jones. And at that time, I think they had a, a pretty good relationship. So again, we're talking like 2007. Um, you know, in 2008, I decided to, to, to make a career change. I decided, you know, I was, I was an unhealthy guy. You know, I was eating a lot of stuff. And it was affecting my health, not because the doctor said so, but I just felt, I felt uncomfortable, you know? So I... I did something about it. And along the way, you know, I realized that if I did some more high intensity, less of the long and slow and steady, you know, I, I was already researching that. So when I came across CrossFit and made that decision to say, you know, let's see if I can make this something into a business, you know, I decided to go for it. Um, so 2008 is when I, I created it. 2009, I was affiliated. Um, I showed some pictures of CrossFit, you know, coming, Greg coming to Harlem. You know, it was a big thing for me, man. Not a lot of people saw this guy, man. It was, it was like looking at a prophet or some, something, you know, something retarded, right? Or, or, you know, something that was of some stature to you at the time. So, you know, um, that's where it started, man. And uh, two months later, I created this company called uh, Afro Brutality. And, uh, 
you know, with that little bit of push, man, I was able to do some good things. So how, tell us about the life cycle of CrossFit Harlem. So how long was it in business and, you know, what, what role do you think it played in the community in Harlem? Well, I made it synonymous very early, you know, when Greg and, you know, when Greg came, Greg and Lisa came, you know, Lisa sort of orchestrated the whole thing and, you know, Greg took the credit, but you know, Greg and I had already, he had heard about me through a lot of different people. So she kind of sealed the deal for us. So at that time, you know, I was the first one at the table, man. There's pictures of just me in there, maybe one other guy that came there because he was part of some military unit or Navy unit because they were very heavy in, at the time in the military piece. And, the, you know, in the fire department and police and everything that was considered military at the time. So you could see me in a pool of, you know, I <laughs> was the guy. 2008 with these guys and I came in you know when everything was super fresh but everybody was still trying to figure it out so um you know I go way back with these people man you know rogue fitness I knew when they got started you know progenics I knew when they got started I you know stronger faster healthier I knew when they got started Phil Cliff I was there when they got started you know true form runner I was when when they got started I was there you know I've missed a few brands um, life is RX, you know, like I was there in the beginning, man, they gave me some love and we, they understood what I was doing and they gave me some love back just to push my mission. So what, when did, when did, uh, CrossFit, how long did CrossFit Harlem operate for? So CrossFit Harlem, uh, again, we got affiliated in 2009. I think the paperwork went through by October, November, somewhere around there, 2009. And, uh, we started trying to figure out where we're going to go, you know, like, uh, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, and that's why we didn't affiliate uh, at the time. We heard some political stuff. We wasn't sure if we wanted to deal with that, you know, racist this, white man that, you know, like we was, like we was registering ourselves for, for self-mutilation in our own community, man. We did a lot of research to try to figure out, you know, what's going on with this? You know, if we attach ourselves to this, are we, are we creating social suicide or, or are we doing something good, man? And, uh, I was able to, you know, create Africa brutality out of that. And I was able to create something good, man. So um, we were 2009 officially affiliated. We found some places to stay. You know, the funny story was when Greg came in and did his little speech, a few of my guys didn't know who the owner of the place was. So they got into a little tiff. So uh, Crossroad Hall had to leave, you know, so... We was outside for a while, man. We, we we went to the parks with it. You know, we went to a few parks in Harlem with it. You know, we went some sidewalks, depending on what the workout was. You know, if it was totally barbell, we had one rack. We had a few barbells. And we started extremely early with this because I saw something special in being a part of this, man. I, I saw a voice that most people couldn't get into, man. You know, I, I came up in corporate culture. So I came up through the time where, you know, you was the first one, you were the first executive, first black executive, first black, you know, account executive, first black this, first black that. So I was used to be able to negotiate at those tables, man, with high, high power executives. And I don't know if it necessarily was racism or whatever, or white privilege or pride or however that, that narrative is working. I just know, man, that I was the best guy at the table and that's why I was there. So I, I treated this the same way. I'm going to be the best guy at the table, man. Y'all can figure that other stuff out on your own. And I feel I've done that. 
but again, okay, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, I'm preaching. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a tender moment, man. I've done a lot of things today, man. I've dealt with a lot of emotions. So you got to forgive me. Um, you know, people going right at me, man. They're going right at me and it's terrible, man. It feels terrible. Like, how could you not stand for the little bit of stuff I've been able to do in people's hearts, man? How could you not stand for that? It's like, that's real. Even you and I, man, we've had our differences, you know? We didn't talk for a little while, man. We, 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 then we sat down. He said, sin, let me, let me, let's go to dinner. I said, are you paying? He said, yeah, uh, all right, I'll be there. And we hammered it out, man, like men, just like men. And here it is, man. You know how big this is for me. I've known you forever. To be, be able to be featured on your podcast, man, is such a blessing because it just shows like, you can be upset with someone, man. And if you have a real conversation with them, you can get over some shit. You can get past some shit. Why can't we have that conversation? Do you think we're going to get, do you think we're going to get past what's going on right now with CrossFit? I'm pushing. I'm just pushing. Here's the funny thing, man, whether they burn it down or they, they deal with it the way it is, I'm going to still be there at the rebuilding process. I still get my dream. I just wanted to try to do it the right way, man. Let's try to do it the right way. Do we really need to do this? Do we really need to feed into every stereotype they ever said about us, man? We're a cult. Oh, our cult leader said something. Now, now we got to burn it down. Like, what? And if you're saying you bigger than, that CrossFit's bigger than Glassman, then let's figure it out. Do we need to hang this guy? Do we really need to do that? Is that, is that really what we're about? What message are we sending? What was your, what was your, I'm curious because I, I don't, I don't really know. We were texting a little bit kind of Saturday night as it was happening after the, as the Twitter firestorm was kind of beginning. What were your initial reactions to Greg Glassman's tweets? Let me give, I'm going to give two disclaimers. I just got to do it, man. People really don't know me. I don't know how many guys are going to see this, man. The first disclaimer is this. I use language from the nineties. I use language from the eighties, man. So if I say retarded, if I fuck around and say nigga, like th those were terms of love, man. We were just trying to talk about something real quick. So don't take that personal, man. That's what people loved about me, man. I'm just real. Let me just say that. So there's a dictionary that goes with me. Okay. I say things out of turn, man. That's how we got here. That's why we're at this table. Uh, the second thing I want to say is you're getting real time information, man. I can tell you things that have happened in the last five minutes. Like I am at the actual helm of this dude. I got people screaming, you got to take a lead on this, sin. You got to take the lead on this, man. We're looking really crazy out here. You got to take the lead on this, man. We believe in you, man. I, I'm getting so many emotional phone calls. It's killing me, dude. And it's blessing me at the same time. I'm, I'm right in the thick of it. So every question you ask me, I'm going to tell you what just happened five minutes ago. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Do you, what were your initial reactions to those tweets? Do you remember like your, your initial feeling? Well, okay. Now here comes the insider information. Which bless you, Tal. You're the you're you're brilliant, man. I love you. So Greg has been trying to tell me this all week, man. Greg has been trying to get his theory on what's happening. He's been trying to feed this to me all week. And I just ignored it, man. I was just like, uh, can he finish this and let's get back to the point? So I let him rant. And then I say, let's get back to the point, man. We got to fight this. I would send him every single piece of hate that I got because they're sending it all to me. I send it right to him, man. What the hell are we going to do, man? I told him, man. I said, they're calling me a coon, man. They're calling me a Uncle Tom. 
I'm standing with the most racist man. He's top three right now. I don't know. There's there's a stat that I just got, man, seven minutes ago. CrossFit is top three racist company you cannot work with. My man is on the 10th, and that's first form over at Andy, man. They're really coming at us. For what? What do you expect to gain out of this, man? Why can't we stay as a community to our basics, man? So to answer your question, he's been trying to tell me this whole week. I feel terrible that I didn't just say, listen, man, you're bugging out. This is not the time to be trying to get mathematical with this. Leave it alone. I didn't say it, man. I feel terrible. I didn't say it. I was just like, Ugh, let's get back to the point at hand, man. You got to speak up. You got to say something. You can't just sit here with this, man. This is disgusting. This is between you and I, Greg. That's what broke his heart, man. He was like, damn, saying you're right. This is between us. We started this 11 years ago, man, and we, we fell apart. We got to fix this. Let's go. And he showed up, man. Do you think that Greg Glassman looks to you as a, as a person of color in CrossFit for your thoughts and opinions about how to address minority communities or, or communicate with them? I'll tell you this. You know, I will, um, I thought about this question, right? So, you know, I've always played the, con the, I was always the guy on the inside, man. I was always the inside guy. When something went down, I didn't just handle stuff with Greg, man. I handled stuff with other companies. I became that guy that they talked to about what the hell is, people don't understand CrossFit, man. If some, for some, Angelic reason. I, I understand these guys. I get it. I know where that hate is coming from, man. I was in a in a strange way. I was raised that way. So they always talk to me about what's going on, man. And she said, man, what the hell is this? I was just like, you know, CrossFit is a different community. You know, you got to talk to them like this. This is not some awesome street stuff. Like, we can't go to the streets with this. We got to, you know, we got to pull back, man. Like, we can't do that. So to a certain extent, man, I did everything I could to influence it. But here's the thing. I came up with Rob Wolf, man, who damn near created an entire movement called Paleo. I'm here with Greg Everett, man, who's bringing American weightlifting back to where it needs to be. Right? I'm with Melissa Irvin, who did the Whole30. These are the guys I came up with. So in my mind, I got to create something and then go back to CrossFit when they see the value. And that's what's happening, man. I created something of value. And now they're like saying, you got to, you know, you got to officially come to the table, man. You got to officially start doing this. And it's, it's, it's happening very quickly. And I'm doing my best. But I'm hearing people telling me, man, we're unorganized. And we got to figure out how to put it together. What specifically, so when, when you say CrossFit's asking you to come to the table, what specifically, you know, now are they asking you to do? You know, what's a shame is that we talked about these things in 2009, man. It's, 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 it, I don't know if it's more embarrassing that he didn't do it or I couldn't articulate it enough where it actually took place in 2009, man. I, I recently learned there was some pettiness on why they didn't open that free CrossFit gym in Harlem. It was based on some pettiness, man. They felt like I was taking advantage of the situation. It was a new relationship. They didn't understand me, man. So when I'm saying I want 50 GHDs because you got 150 of them, I didn't see nothing wrong with that. I thought, hey, man, you know, more for the babies, more for other gyms, because they didn't understand. I was feeding every gym because we were all starving. 
every CrossFit gym owner at that time came to that CrossFit one-on-one in Harlem. It was the only time he has been in Manhattan officially. He snuck in here a few times, but this is the only time he actually came and sat down and talked with us. So we were all starving and I was creating a program that was going to feed them and then feed the program that I was doing already in the youth centers. So it's like, I didn't do better with the social media and show you this kid, you know, that was damn near scoliosis. Well, then I, I taught him through CrossFit or through Mark Ripito, who was the guy at the time, how to straighten that back up, man. I, I made create, I created real change and I did a terrible job. And that's how I feel personally of representing that man. And now we're here after everything is burnt down, after everyone, after the lynch mob is at the fences and I'm defending what I started in 2009. What do you think Greg Glassman can do, if anything? What do you think CrossFit HQ can do, if anything, to regain trust within the community? It's going to be a long time, man. We were all, there were already problems. Because you got to understand, I was the guy that blew the whistle, man. I was the whistleblower. I said, where's CrossFit HQ on this, man? I said it Monday. It was either Monday morning or Tuesday morning. I this is this is this is the Monday uh, before. This is basically yeah, the, man. The, the, it was the, the Monday the, before the shitstorm, dude. I was right there. Who were you? Who were you communicating with? Well, at the time, I, I had Greg's old number, so I texted him, and I didn't get a reply because it's one of them Androids. So I wasn't sure if he was just ignoring my messages or if he really heard my messages. Then I found another number. Then I, I posted that on uh, Facebook. Across the, you know, across the HQ. What's up? Like. I done been there, man, for you a few times. Why don't you show a little bit of love on this side? So I took it personal, man, and that's where I'm at. I'm still personal with it. So were you able to get in touch with, with Greg over the course of yeah, the past man. week? So as of Tuesday, I found another number. I texted him. I said, Greg, you're fucking up, man. You're going to have to stand for this. And so this is the Tuesday to- before this is the Tuesday before his his tweet. This is four days before his tweet, basically. This is Tuesday before his tweet, man. We were talking about this too. Everything he said, uh, minus a few other things that we can get into if you want to, because I can tell you what was said. But everything we, he spoke about on that Zoom call on Sunday with 30 black affiliates was everything we talked about on Tuesday, man. It was absolutely everything, give, a, t- give or take a few things. And what are some of the topics that, that you all discuss when you, when you and Greg were communicating? So him and I had talked about this in 2009. He was like, Sin, do you think we should just do like a discounted program? I said, Greg, just give the shit away, man. Let's just give it for free. And he was like, you know what? You're right. So we were, our discussions were late, you know, leases. I would, he had me looking for places. I was trying to find places. The issue became, who do I communicate with directly, man? We're talking 2009. You know what I mean? It wasn't like as smartphone-ish as it is now, man, it was terrible communication. So I was looking for places. We came up with some kind of metrics on, oh, I found this place is $3,200 a month. It's this square feet. But what I guess what, what, what didn't happen was because they, they sent me the equipment list from Tony, Tony Blair's place in Virginia Beach, where they used to have the, all their level ones and all their certifications. It was called the East Coast Certification Center. And Tony, I think, was moving to California. And we discussed this. He was like, Sid, I got all this equipment, man. You know what? I'll pay the rent. Let's do the equipment. I'll send you a list. And let's get started, man. 
I said, absolutely. So I sent him a list of everything I wanted, man. And it looked greedy. It looked like I was begging. It looked like I had my cup in my hand. And it was a new relationship at the time, man. I didn't know these people less than a year. So they took me for a fraud, man. They took me for, man, you just, you do is doing that race card stuff, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate. So for me, this is, uh, this is very personal, man. I want to get my mission done. And we, we were talking free CrossFits. At the time, it was just Harlem. And we wanted to figure out how to create a program within Harlem to get all the data that we needed to start saying, okay, we got to put this in Watts, or we got to put this in Compton, or we got to put this in Detroit. Like we were creating a free program, him and I. You know, that's what makes it so poetic that, you know, my mother was a Black Panther with the free program. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So back so back then, it never got off the ground. But the idea that you were working with Glassman on was to have basically access to like free or heavily discounted CrossFit totally access for, for, under, for underserved urban communities, basically, is a way to describe totally, it. A totally free CrossFit and those major places that we know we could put in just a little bit of money. Because remember, this was 2009, so we're not talking where it's at now. So we were all broke pretty much and we were just fronting. But put a little bit of money into it, make one in Harlem just so we could show, hey, listen, we're making this work. And then we had programs that I, I had to do on my own. And that's that's the thing I want people to understand. And the people that actually know me know I've been doing this. Like I've been in public schools in the South Bronx teaching this. I've been in high schools. I've been in vocational schools. I've been in youth centers. I've been doing this, man. I've been doing this for a minute on my own dime. This is my time to say, listen, man, I didn't try it on my own, man. I need a little bit of help. And they would always, they would always send equipment, discount the equipment. Sometimes it would just show up like it fell off a truck. You know, like they, they showed love. They understood what I was doing, man. But I just couldn't show the metrics, man. I, I guess if you want to get, you know, more financial or entrepreneur with it i couldn't show that this was going to create money long term man mm-hmm. so it my my language was wrong or my approach was wrong or or i didn't have the right shirt on that day and it feeds in some to some of the narrative but guess what man this is time to rectify this man i, I i'm just preaching that man Let, let's just try to fix this man why not what what steps do you think crossfit could take right now as a company to regain some trust and to show that there is that they are paying attention to and care for minority communities within the CrossFit community. So how long we've we been on this podcast? <laughs> About 20 minutes so far. Okay. So 22 minutes ago, we decided I've got a collective body of CrossFit affiliate owners that are in different cities and they're giving me the right to just go ahead and Let's go ahead and seal this deal, Sin. We're going to give you the lead, man. So what's going to happen now is a focus Zoom call on exactly what we're looking for. I'm going to have different factions in there. I'm going to have different types of fitness in the city because we're, we're all in this together, man. So I don't want it to be a CrossFit thing, man. I want it to be Tone House. You know, let's go. Let's talk. You know, so these are, all New, these are all New York-based gyms. We are all – here's the thing, man. We know – we know this game like there's there's, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, we consider it family, but there's black trainers everywhere, man. We talk to each other. We get through some things together, man. So I'm going to give it back. 
I'm going to be like, listen, man, let's come to the table. Let's figure out something that's going to take care of everybody, man. Don't make this a CrossFit thing, man. Make this something for the community. Make this beautiful, man. So is, is, that, a, is that a call? Like what, but what specifically can CrossFit HQ do or do you want CrossFit HQ to do moving forward? Um, I was always focused on the fun part, the funds, right? We didn't, we did this in 2009. We were all struggling. You know, Greg, I love you, man, but you got to write a check. So I've been focused on that and how to understand how to pitch that better in terms of those types of matrix, man. He offered, you know, a half a million dollars a year right up front on Tuesday morning. It's documented, but he had stipulations in there. He said, Sin, we got 350, you know, we got 350 to 500 people we got to take care of. I want senior citizens involved. Of course, Greg, why not? Let's do that. Makes sense. Like he, I want people to understand that this is not going to be some black people in Fleo shorts. This is going to be homeless people. This is going to be elderly people. This is going to be anyone that can do what is we do and based on whatever we can come together and figure out together, man. This is going to be a real thing. This is not going to be now there's 14 more or there's 14 black crossfitters at the games. It may take five or 10 years and come to that. But this is not something that I'm going for right now, man. I want to take care of the community, man. I want to see what I started on my own money, on my own time. I want to see everybody get a chance to feel like that when they're taking care of people, when they're taking care of something that's bigger than them. So is this is this a movement that that you are comfortable growing without CrossFit? Or are you going to basically offer them a seat at the table and say and still say, hey, I want to do this with and within CrossFit? Unfortunately, y'all are controlling that narrative. And what I mean by that is, Greg said, even in 2009, he said, Sin, don't tell nobody I'm giving you the money. Don't give me no credit for this. Do this on your own. Make them feel you did it by yourself. He said that in 2009, and he said it again on Tuesday. Like, he just doesn't want to take credit for this. He doesn't want people to think that you could put a gun to his head Because you got to understand, he's not just thinking about us. He's like, what if this situation happens for the Irish? What if this situation happens for the Russians? Are they going to be, as every Russian crossfitter, going to jump up and put a gun to his head and say, we got a list of demands? He's learning more about diversity within his own community than he is learning about how to deal with black people. That's not what this is about. Do you think Greg Glassman should basically seed control of CrossFit or do you think he should resign from his position running the show at CrossFit? You know, there's a few narratives out there. Well, we just get him to step down saying we'll be good, you know, like step him down, step him down. Like, I just don't understand if we are not a cult and this is not our cult leader, then why are we acting like this is some type of dictatorship? Mm. You know, there's paperwork that can be involved. You know, I had a conversation with someone and I said one thing. I said, what if we just, Take his control. What if he gives up 51% and make sure that that 51% controls everything that he does, man, so he can't go out there with this? That's a business move. That's not necessarily where we're at. It's an emotional move we're thinking about right now. We're not getting back to basics. Like, okay, this is a corporation. There's ways to deal with different things within a corporation. Can we not get back to the actual thing? I'm in Harlem, of course. But um, 
there's different ways to deal with that. There's lawyers that can deal with that. There's all types of things that we can do right now and start dealing with this. I think we're just focusing on the emotional part of it and we're missing the financial opportunity. We're missing what good we can do in the community. It's just not about more fleo shorts. Do you think do you think the re, the community's reaction to Glassman's tweets was an overreaction? Well, we're in a very tender time, right? I don't condone it at all. I didn't even address it when he sent it to me because a lot of us know that that he just says things. He's saying things. You know, he's like I've compared him two ways. You know, that's Archie Bunker. You know, he's gonna say some wildness, but he's got a good heart. You know what I mean? Or this is the drunk uncle from the uh, from the block from the block party or from the uh, the barbecue where he takes his shirt off and he runs around naked. Like, yeah, you know, that's just Mikey. He'll calm down in a second. You know, unfortunately. And this is what's happening. And I like what's happening, but we knew this. We're not new to this. We just didn't know he was going to do this. And I especially did not know he was going to do this because he was actually putting it out there thinking he was doing something good. He actually put it out there like it was smart. Like, here's your answer to everything. Here's your solution. This is what's caused your problem. Like, no, man, you've missed the entire point. Do you think that you know, you talk a lot about your relationship with, with Glassman as it began in around 2008, 2009. Do you think that there were steps that could have been taken in the ensuing time that maybe weren't, though, you know, free CrossFit courses um, in those areas you mentioned, but could have been something else that would have made CrossFitters of color feel more included in the community? I don't like the term of color, but I'm with you on this. My thing is this. Um, the focus shouldn't be on one race of people. Like, it shouldn't be on black people. Oh, this is going to offend black people. I don't like that narrative, dude. Like, if this offends Irish, then we deal with it. If this offends Russians, you know, Russians, we deal with it. Like, I just think there's some insensitivity at the point, and we exposed it based on this particular result. I think that this is about how CrossFit interacts with all cultural differences and not necessarily about our particular cultural difference and how he did or did not address that and how he effectively or ineffectively addressed that. I think it's, this is bigger than us, man. We're setting the tone for how other fitness companies may say, you know what, let's stand with this. This is, this is not right. We know it's not right. We're going to clean the house. We're going to do what's right. We're sort of setting the tone for that. Like if we say, let's just burn everything, then other people are going to have a little spark for that. You know what, CrossFit, they burn everything. Let's just burn everything. And I feel like we perpetuate the problem. Do you think your status as someone who's, as a black man who's well-known in the CrossFit community places an impossible task on you? I mean, you are someone who has a relationship and a personal relationship with Greg Glassman. You're someone who cares very much about the CrossFit community and you're someone whose livelihood uh, depends on the fitness community. Do you think, does that put you in a, in a tough situation? No, I'm putting my reputation on the line. It hasn't affected my money. I left CrossFit in 2009. I closed my CrossFit in 2014 for forces that were unknown. You know what I mean? Like uh, they decided to sell the building. So they kicked us out because you can't have young people in there with older people unless they're certified to be there. It became a charter school. So based on forces that were totally unknown to me, you know, I wanted to, I've stayed in the community because I was there in the beginning and everyone is just showing that love for me, man. I've survived just off love. You know, I haven't necessarily bought 
the bottom line up or anything like that. I've been living off respect and love and reputation. And when the situation came up, I just felt like it's something that I had to get in front of. Even though I'm in the military community, man, heavy. I'm in the canine community, heavy. I'm in the fire department, heavy. I got a call from the police commissioner. I don't want to say police commissioner. I think he's a police lieutenant who kind of oversees all the CrossFits in New York City. You know, he called me personally, like saying, let's, let's figure this out, man. You're the only one talking like this. Everybody is ready to burn everything. And I just, I, I'm putting my entire reputation on the line, not just with the CrossFit community, because they'll love me, but my, my own community, man. I got people calling me Uncle Tom and Coon and you're the white man's puppet and all this stuff, man. When I'm just preaching love and unity, man, I saw something special in what we were doing, man. And I'm willing to just fuck, I'm willing to fall on my sword to figure it out. Do you, do you want Greg Glassman to stay in control of CrossFit? I should have asked you that a few questions ago, but you mentioned yeah, some po- possibilities about, you know, how that, how he could seed control or, or, you know, how that could potentially work. But do you want him to stay in charge? Okay. I'm going to say something that's totally either totally popular right now or totally unpopular. <clears throat> and people are going to say, I can't believe you said that, but within the CrossFit community, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to take Dave in as the CEO and let him run things? Do we feel as though he's the guy for us to take us into the future? You know, how do we actually feel about that? Is it something that we have to take the entire board out, entire HQ, just burn the whole thing down and then revamp the entire thing? Is it salvageable? The issue that people don't seem to understand is that I'm part of that conversation no matter what happens. So I am totally putting my reputation on the line because I have made mistakes, but I saw something in what I was able to do in this community that for this brief moment in time is worth fighting for. If this guy goes on the Twitter tonight and says some otherness, I'm totally done, man. And you'll never hear me or drop CrossFit ever again in my life. I'll tell him it was a total mistake. But I'm willing to say, you know what? I know this guy. He got out of contact. I got, especially when I got, I started getting the emails from those conversations within HQ about 2009. They were like, man, this guy, He's just trying to play the race card on us, man. This guy, he's just trying to use us. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to use you for something good. They just didn't understand what I was doing, man. But this is my time, man. And I'll tell you this. Those guys I mentioned, Rob Wolf, they had their own certification, man. You know, uh, uh, Melissa Urban, she's got a seminar that I used to go to in CrossFit gyms, man. This is something that's, you're, you're damn near looking at me becoming an SME on this because I've been talking about this from day one, man. So this, something beautiful can come out of this. And that's what Greg said when we first talked about this on Tuesday. He's like, listen, man, let's make that, this tragedy into a triumph. And, you know, how can I not fight for that? So my point is, to the CrossFitters I know, do you want Dave? Do you feel comfortable with that? Should we take a poll of that? Should we vote for that? Or are we going to say, you know, this guy made a mistake. Maybe we put some things in place that he can't do. We take his control out of his hands of certain things that he can't do. And then we just move forward because I think it's worth trying to say, hey, listen, this guy made a mistake. You know, he got off track. We all do to a certain extent. You know, if you're being honest with yourself, we're not 100% all the time. We do some dumb things, man. 
Can we forgive this guy? Is it, is it, can we fix this? And a lot of people that I'm seeing are like, we got to see what this guy's going to say, man. I asked about Rich. Rich, Rich pretty much said, let's see if they do the right thing, man. And that's what I'm at with it. Let, let's see if the guy does the right thing, man. And, and to make that happen, he's got to show up with the money. You got to show us the money, man. I don't, I don't mean to get Jerry Maguire on it, but you got to show us the money, man. And we got to deal with this now. So you think, uh, you think one route that Glassman and CrossFit HQ could take is a firm financial commitment it's to a firm the commitment black community. to the programs. I mean, you know, it's to the inner cities. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're anywhere like Harlem, it's a little different now. It's not as brown as it, or black as it used to be, man. We got some white in here, you know, and they got struggles too. We got Russians in here. They got struggles too. It's about community, man. The same thing we built. When you're sitting there with the guy right next to you and you're in the middle of the workout, it should sound so cheesy, man. I hate saying this, but it's true. You're in that three minutes, that guy right next to you. Are you trying to find the right Trump supporter to help you pound your reps? No, man. You'll take on that guy right there, man. And you don't care what his background is, man. And you high five and you damn near kiss him because he got you through a a serious moment at your time in your life. He was right there in that moment with you, man. And I think it's beautiful. Well, Sin, thank you very much for joining us and giving your thoughts. We covered a, a pretty wide range of topics during a time where the community's uh, very much looking for answers and very much uh, unclear as to what comes next. Where is the best place for people to keep up to date with the work you're doing and for your continued thoughts? Um. Facebook has been my focus group, man. If anybody that's following me on Facebook, they know, man, they, most of y'all didn't follow me for 10 years. So I usually use that for ideas I come with. You know, it's my safe space. So it's filling up quick, but you could do that. And that's Sin Martinez. Uh, of course, on Instagram, it's Afro Brutality. And then a lot of people, you know, all of a sudden my, my personal page became the thing. I'm at Mr.Sin on uh, Instagram. And I post everything, how I'm feeling. And I haven't gotten to the point where I'm, posting results, you know, I'm trying to challenge the, the community. I want us to talk, man. If there's some problems, let's talk about it, man. I'm, I'm posting things like, you know, you said this guy's not a cult leader. Why are you acting like this is a cult when he does something wrong? Like, we need to seize control. We need to take care of what's ours, man. We don't need to run. So I'm sorry, man. I'm on my shit. I'm sorry, dude. I've <laughs> had a long day, man. I apologize. Well, I, that's, you know, we, I want to... It's it's a platform for uh, for your thoughts, and everyone's got different thoughts. So I appreciate you sharing. I hope, I'm, I, hope I'm, I did all right. How'd I do, man? I did okay. Hey, I'm not the ju- I'm not the judge of that. I sit, <laughs> my job's easy. I get to sit here and ask questions. But Sin, oh I do God. appreciate your time. I do appreciate you. Uh, Listen, I do appreciate man, you lending your thoughts and your perspective. If you do not post that picture of you and my stuff with the afro, man, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> I don't know you if I still, still have, have that, that picture, right? I don't know if I still have that photo. I have to. You know, I, I got it. I'll there's send a, it right there's, to there's you. A, there's a disclaimer. I'll send it right to you, man. There's a disclaimer that I got that I uh, I, I still have a lot of a lot of sins uh, sins t-shirts in, in my closet <laughs> from back from back in the day. They got me through some tough workouts. Let's put it that way. There we go, man. That's what it's about. Sin, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. You have a good night.